This is Reimagining Healthcare, a podcast about innovation in the healthcare industry. It's a show for healthcare business owners, for healthcare professionals, for industry investors, and health tech entrepreneurs. On the show, I talk to health tech and healthcare innovators to uncover how they're reimagining and building a world of seamless digital healthcare experiences and how that fits into people's lives. I'm your host, Yanni Sopanos. Today, I'm speaking with Ethan Singer, co-founder of Fundable. They're a revenue-based funding partner for healthcare and health tech businesses. In this first part of the interview, Ethan talks us through what Fundable is and why it was founded. We look at the types of problems and the opportunities that having fast access to funding can address, and also the differences between the traditional funding options versus this innovative, quick-fix and responsive approach to funding businesses within healthcare and health tech. Let's jump in. Well, hey there, Ethan. How are you doing today? Fantastic. How are you, Yanni? I like to think every day is a good day, mate. Okay. So, look, a lot to talk about. You are a uh, co-founder of a growing fintech uh, company, um, doing stuff that is uh, pretty key and I think um, will really impress a lot of our listeners around how funding businesses has evolved. Um, And perhaps, you know... um, not just evolve, but actually uh, become more responsive, I guess, to what it's like to be an up-and-coming business and a small business and uh, some of the challenges that traditional funding models uh, present uh, founders and, and business owners in trying to to grow their health tech startups and their healthcare businesses. So um, hopefully this will be really uh, informative and rewarding to uh, people listening around um, just this new arrow in the quiver that a business owner can implement and, uh, and form a relationship. But I'm um, I don't want to steal your thunder, so, but as always, before we get into exactly what you're doing right at this point in time, Ethan, why the hell did you become a co-founder? What 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 led you to sort of think, I'm going to start up a business? It's a really great question. Um, I, I'd say it was more of a sort of spiritual urge to do a little bit more than what I was currently doing and to, to give back. Um, so being a little bit more philosophical there, but I, I felt that the entrepreneurial journey was uh it was only just a, a matter of time and it was just around finding an opportunity that I um, was incredibly excited about and jumping the gauntlets. Uh, so we've we've been, um, we incorporated in September 21. We've been operational for about 15 months and wow, what a journey it's it's been. Uh, for any of the founders or business owners or anyone working within a startup environment uh, online, uh, I'm, I'm sure you can resonate for the, the roller coaster of a journey that it is, uh, the the peaks and troughs, um, not daily, uh, but probably hourly. And uh, boy, am I loving it! It's, uh, it's been incredibly rewarding uh, to be able to support businesses, particularly in the current environments where it might be a bit more challenging to to grow your business and um, yeah, hit those milestones that you're looking to achieve. There's a lot of uh, language you've used there, which um, I resonate with. There's there, there, we each founder. I, I like to ask the question because there is this kind of um, um, innate drive and determination to make an impact uh, in in this part of the world, let's say, um, or alternatively to address some kind of problem or to reshape uh, or enhance the landscape of opportunities and options for. The customers that you serve, um, 
does that kind of map back to, uh, I guess, you you waking up one day with your co-founder and sort of going, I think I see a problem here. This is uh, something that we can really identify with. We've been through it. What can we do to address this? Is is that kind of the the, the wrap up there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, we we definitely didn't wake up one morning and 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 find the idea. As in, it was obviously a, had been workshopped for a couple months, um, and after um, getting a bit of market feedback and understanding what was currently out there, we we knew that there was definitely a a gap in the market for call it a more business owner friendly funding offering that rewards businesses that are tracking along nicely and don't want to dilute, dilute yet or dilute as much, um, and perhaps might not fit within the traditional um, molds of of traditional banks to be able to receive funding. And um, as, as you would know, um, businesses generally require capital to be able to grow their business or at least to accelerate their growth plans. At, um, yeah, we, we've definitely found, particularly at the moment, that there's a um, a really large gap and, and need for our for our funding solution. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there's there's just so many pathways I could take with that uh, response. Um, and in in no sort of order of priority, I guess one of the first things is that you know when you're starting out in in business, at least this was sort of my experience um, to to some extent, you do you do feel like. Uh, well, you're kind of institutionalized into thinking there's only a, a a prescribed way of doing it, of sort of getting it done. And, um, you know, the big banks feature a lot in that, you know, and you sort of touched on the idea of the borrowing and having to go and um, work through a process with um, with a bank in order to, you know, bring in some working capital into your project. And, um there's some uh, barriers to entry, and that also is extremely time-consuming. It's uh, stressful. You usually ask for stuff that you haven't got yet, right? Because you're kind of one, two years into your into your business, and they want three years of financials or five years of this or that or X amount of tax returns and so on. You know, so there's a lot of um, a lot of friction in that process, and that sort of assumes that um, you're a way more established business. At which point, you know, those options might might become a little bit more. Uh, easier for you. That's a sort of one scenario, um, but it also um, it, it propagates that existing institutionalization of this is the way we do things. Whereas um, part of, I guess, the evolution of the world is to continuously overcome challenges and problems and try and figure out ways to do things. So you were touching on that sort of you know period of months that you were you know workshopping and sort of working through and getting feedback. Um, describe that in a little bit more detail. What what were you hearing from, you know, the parties that you were working with? What what were the typical type of problems that they were facing that you then sort of landed on a solution for? Yeah, absolutely. So um, at the time at which we were workshopping the the the, the concepts, um, a lot of businesses were looking to. Raise equity funds, and we will. Re- um, we incorporated at a time when it was a very frothy market, and businesses were raising a lot of equity funds um, at significant valuations. And at the time, a lot of businesses were looking for a complementary to their equity piece, so they could prolong or avoid needing to raise the um, the amount of equity and retain as much ownership in their business. So that was one of the the main reasons that inspired us to. Start up a, a, a funding offering that rewards businesses that are tracking along nicely and just don't want to dilute as much. Um, also, speaking to market participants, um, 
we we understood that it was incredibly challenging to to raise bank debt, which um, was um, came at a bit of a surprise to me. Um, I, I thought it was yeah, particularly raising bank debt from some of the big four and some of the traditional banks was a, an easy process, and I, I found it um, it, it was quite interesting to find that it was incredibly challenging for a lot of businesses and there was certain molds to fit within the bank profile of being able to receive bank debt. So um, maybe, Yanni, if I could, can I share a couple of anecdotes of some clients that have tried to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not, yeah, it would be fantastic. So um, maybe also just to share a little bit more about what we do firstly. So uh, effectively, what Fundable offers is a facility, we go by the term a trading limit that a, a business can use as they grow. Um, th- there's no commitment to draw the full funds that are made available. You effectively pay on what you use, and ideally the limit that we make available to the business continues to grow as the business performs. And each drawdown is its own separate tranche, and that's just payback and level payments over up to 12 months. So it's very simple from a cash flow budgeting perspective. There's no other fees or costs or no dilution, no personal guarantee. So our model is yeah, very flexible in nature and very simple um, so maybe to just share a couple of examples. So we um, only just a couple of weeks ago, we had a client that came to us and um, they had gone through a um, speaking to one of the one of the banks and they had been speaking to the bank and going through the process for about three to four months now. And only at the 11th hour did they have a, a final meeting or they asked for some further information and they um, sadly were rejected. And obviously that's time for gone and um, you are... Um, yeah, they had budgeted on the expectation of receiving that funding, and that was obviously very detrimental to their business. Um, so they went through a, a, a very timely process of trying to raise their capital, and only at the eleventh hour to to realize that they didn't quite fit within the mold or the credit appetite of, of the banks. Um, perhaps on the complete spectrum example, we we had a client that came to us um, late last year, and they're probably one of the most bankable clients in. In the country, they've been around for um, over 20 years. They've been profitable for about eight or nine years. They're one of those AFR Fast 50 companies. They're, they're hitting all of the metrics, and um, they came to us to accelerate some of their growth initiatives and um, had, had some really great growth plans. And um, a couple of months into um, taking our capital, they came back to us to, to say that they had just received an offer from um, – one of the one of the big four backs and the the terms of the funds were um, slightly more um, yeah slightly cheaper than our cost of funds and to mention that they um, really appreciate um, us filling in the gap and supporting their business in a time where they really needed the funds and they were going to move on to to this facility that was um, yeah significantly larger and at a um, more optimal cost of funds. And, and what we effectively turned around to say, yeah, it was only kind of a matter of time before the they were approved. Um, and that took a three to four month period and they're probably one of the most bankable clients. So um, we, we they were very appreciative of our finding because they were able to get on with things and to um, take on these growth initiatives. And, um, they were able to, I think, 1.3 times their revenues in the space of three months, which was, um, which is incredibly impressive, and um, we were there for them when they really are fundable, and um, they 
yeah, came to us for that for that support. So the um, that's that's a great story and a great success story for for your client there uh, as well. But the things that more broadly um, I take out of that are that you were sort of, and I think it's important. I appreciate um, you sort of honing in on what it is that Fundable is actually doing at the moment. Um, but I really want to impress on um, everyone listening that the you know funding isn't is the funding is a word that's used broadly in business. Um, and yes, okay, there's funds coming into a business, but I think comparing and contrasting that to the alternatives, and I guess part of the, the what I perceive is the problem that you're solving is that um, you've already alluded to it. You've said no guarantees, right, from uh, the owners of the business. Um, and uh, you're working purely off the uh, performance of the business, the cash flow of the business, uh, and um, it's a very rapid uh, process to actually turn around. Um, perhaps take us through what what is the client experience? I guess what are the key what's what's it, what's it like to be a fundable client from the moment of sort of you know starting an application with you? And we'll, and we'll get into breaking down what might lead you to that point. But let's just say what's what's that process like? Yeah, so um, we're very proud to, to offer a very seamless onboarding experience. So there's just three pieces of material that we require from our clients. One is read-only access to their zero of their accounts, um, the recent bank statements and a summary of their revenues by clients, all of which is done through our platform. We've just got a general onboarding form. On completion of the onboarding form, you'll be redirected to our platform to provide that material and then from there, it's a pretty quick steer. About a, a week, we've provided funds within as little as 24 hours. So um, for businesses that are looking to get a very quick steer and to be able to quickly execute on their growth plans, it's um, very attractive. And um, yeah, the onboarding itself is a couple of minutes sort of exercise as well. So I think I think a lot of um, people who have worked through the process of trying to raise um, funds for their business uh, can immediately get the distinction there between the type of process they put through with all the other prevailing options uh, versus this really quick way of doing things that um, really I, I think you need to emphasize that a little bit more in the sense that when, you, when you're growing a business and I don't really see the difference between startup, early stage, growth um, or maturity, you're always busy. In fact, I, I kind of um, have a tongue-in-cheek reinterpretation or re rearticulation of the word business, I actually call it busyness because yeah. you, it's, it's just a constant frenetic state of things to do. And so if you have to take a lot of time out of dealing with, let's say, temporary uh, pressures within the business that relate to funding or uh, cash flow, that, that could be a significant cost to your momentum, to the uh, culture, um, the psychological state of the business. Um, there's, there's a lot of sort of, you know, analog and I guess emotional type of, um, consequences to not being able to, um, get a, a you know, a quick fix or a, or a quick solution, um, which Fundable is basically agreeing that that's what your business needs. Um, and so you get this quick response, uh, and, uh, you're able to keep your eye on the price and stay focused on, you know, running the business as opposed to trying to deal with process and red tape and, you know, time lags and actually getting getting things through. And do you find amongst your client base that that is one of the most 
um, positive things about what you're doing or are there other things that are probably more prominent than that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's absolutely one of the the key advantages to our offering. It, you touched on a lot of really great notes there, Yanni. Um, yeah, raising capital can be incredibly defocusing. It's a job on its own. You almost have to clone yourself and try to, you're obviously trying to run the business operationally and hit milestones and keep things on the track. And whilst at the same time dealing with, if it's equity, dealing with investors and going through a whole bunch of companies conversations and starter rooms and and it can yeah it's not yeah it generally costs more and takes longer than you budget for um and that's not just cost from a from a personal capacity but also in terms of time um the emotional stress of having to go through that process uh, and yeah we, we we aim to um remove any of the additional stresses when it comes to raising funds by providing a very quick funding up op- option and the ability to very quickly understand what is made available to your business. Um, you might be pleasantly surprised, might be pleasantly unsurprised in terms of what we can make available, but at least you've got a very quick steer as to what that um, what that level of support is. Um, and um, that's incredibly powerful for a lot of businesses. So that would absolutely be one of the main advantages to offering is the speed at which we operate. Um, secondly, I'd say the flexibility of our offering is definitely a key advantage to our offering. Um, the ability to draw funds as and when you need or as the business grows. Um, so for a lot of businesses that don't want to lock themselves into a long-term commitment of having to raise funds in advance on the expectation of budgeted use of funds, um, it's incredibly powerful. You could incrementally draw funds as and when you need, um, when you need and pay that down over a shorter period of time and not have to pay on funds that aren't being used. So that flexibility is incredibly um, yeah, well sought after from, from business owners. And then lastly, the simplicity of our offering. Um, there's no hidden attachments or, or fees or costs um, and no personal guarantees, which is um, something that a lot of business owners resonate with that generally demanded by the big banks. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a really good coverage. So no guarantees, um, simple, quick, um, so that kind of sort of summarizes the the how, so to speak. Um, so from dilution, yeah, absolutely. I, I was I was uh, wanting to really delve into that because I think that's that's a more nuanced um, discussion uh, in terms of the type of options that are presented to business owners. Um, but in terms of why people need funding, what what are you typically seeing in terms of your key customer cohorts and and personas, why are they coming forward and saying, um, hey, Fundable, give us some money because of reasons A, B, and C? What are the typical things that are coming up? Yes, yeah, so I'd say there's three main use cases for our funding, um, and it's particularly sought after from um, professional services businesses, a lot of professional services businesses in the, in the healthcare, um, healthcare space, health tech space, a lot of SaaS tech-enabled businesses at general online businesses. Um, so three being one to be able to smooth cash flows or manage a cash flow bottleneck at a point in time um, to extend cash runway or just managing timing of capital coming into the business and going out of the business. So um, smoothing up cash flows, that would be the one use case. The second use case to be able to accelerate growth. So being able to invest in business development efforts, marketing, branding, tech, purchasing equipments, inventory, to be able to bring forward expansion plans. So that's the second use case. And we have a lot of clients that 
use our funding to be able to um, grow faster than they can through organic means. And then lastly, um, we have a nice cohort of clients that have used us to effectively bridge or to complement or to complement an equity raise, just given the non-dilutive components of our funding and um, yeah, and perhaps the 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 ability to or the the, the challenges um, when it comes to raising um, equity funding that um, can take a, a bit of time and and obviously is um, yeah generally costs a bit more and and um, than one budgets for. Yeah, so um, that, that's pretty uh, cons- consistent with what I'd um, expect as well. Because you sort of like, when you're running your business, you you obviously have some historical um, data there to formulate some views around what's likely to happen over the next twelve or twenty four months. Um, but then you know reality occurs, and it may or may not be consistent. Obviously, if it's better than expected, that's good. Uh, but if it's worse than expected, uh, particularly temporarily. Um, you're in a bit of a pickle if you can't make payroll uh, in a month, um, but you know that in 60 days or 90 days you're going to get that big check come in from equity raise or that R&D grants yeah. or enterprise contracts are going to land or there's seasonality in revenues and you need a bit of bridge funding to be able to get to that position. Um, yeah. And yeah, that that that's a really great use case of our fights is to fill in that short-term bridging gap to be able to smooth out cash flows during that time where yeah they just need a bit of need to buy time quarter to be able to get to that to um stage b yeah and that's a really good way of describing it i think the um the idea of just smoothing things out um because you're basically you're putting yourself in a position with fundable where um you can be approved very quickly um with uh having some funding at your disposal that um is mutually agreed is enough. You're not overextending yourself. You got an adequate level of um, of funding there, and um, but you don't necessarily need to draw down 100% on it at any given point in time. Or alternatively, um, you may be drawing down on that and then having that as a business as usual now component where it's being repaid. But your business has actually grown by a significant factor, and now you need uh, some additional funding. So. Describe how Fundable responds to that kind of scenario where, um, you know, things have changed uh, equally or better than expected, but again, you need some additional funding now. You've already got this one arrangement in place. What happens if there's more funding needed? Yeah, absolutely. So um, ultimately, that is how our model works most effectively is we really hope that we can partner with our clients and we can be a yeah, we can we can support our clients throughout their growth journey. It's not a sort of transactional based relationship. So we really hope that as the client grows, we can continue to top up the the funds made available to their clients, and we can support them throughout their growth journey. And the process is incredibly quick. Once a once a client's on board with us, it can be a matter of hours of us being able to top up their facility. And yeah, we how how our model really works most effectively is we really hope we can build a, a long term partnership with our clients and. And hopefully as they continue to grow, we can continue to support them. Yeah, that is um, ideally what you want, isn't it? Next episode, we pick up the discussion with Ethan and move further into the use cases for funding, particularly within healthcare. Beyond what you might typically think funding is needed for, and as well as unpacking the options between raising capital 
versus using Fundable and its impact on dilution of equity within your business and ways to think about equity and dilution. Speak to you then. Thanks for listening. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Health Tech X, where we are working toward a world of integrated digital health empowerment for all people. If you'd like more info on how to get involved, head over to the website, healthtechx.com.au. Or if you have any feedback about the show, you can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, Instagram, or email by following the links in this episode's show notes. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to Reimagining Healthcare in your podcast app. And if you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the show. I'm your host, Yanni Sopanos, and I'll speak to you in our next episode.